1: Ladies and gentlemen, the aliens of all ages, welcome back to the Academy. It only took us about 16 minutes here to, to get, and I get my, it took, it took us 16 minutes to get back to my, my introduction, but I am me, Demetri Zerdos. You know, hey, it's not so bad in Ruripente, especially during the summertime, because it's nice and cool there. But I'm not alone here in the Academy. I'm joined by my man, the co-host of the Smack Attack, the Sinister Minister. The man who loves New Japan Pro Wrestling and Minoru Suzuki, then I love my sushi, salmon, sashimi style. Big John right? John, what is going on, brother?
0: What's up, my brother? Uh, nothing much, you know, just back from Risa, as they say. Um, came back <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, nice. Found out on vacation that I have a presentation that I had to do today. Um, <laughs> but we didn't have a presentation on the subject that was given. So, worked with my partner on creating something. We got something done. And we nice. got all of our presentations done. So that was fun nice. to scramble and get all that done um, while doing your regular job yesterday. So uh, it's all good, man. It's all good, as they say. It's so, all
1: good. It's, yeah. It's it's all good in Weatherford, baby.
0: Yeah, that's right. So now it's just a matter of talking some Star Trek with you, going home, chilling, and then, you know, um, getting ready for this weekend. Because Sunday I leave for conference. I get to a conference yes, in Dallas. Yes, I remember
1: you saying that, Yes. So,
0: so that's for those of you who are watching live, you're getting the. I, we normally record like on a Sunday, but you know today we're recording today, so we can have one in the can, so that it'll mm-hmm. drop on the regular Thursday that we that we release. So um, you're seeing how the sausage is made now. um, yes. we go live. So
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, and unfortunately we had a little technical snafu. We definitely apologize for that. That will not happen next time because. I will just call from my phone because we don't have any issues from, from my phone. My surface, okay, I think it's on its last legs. I think I might need to get rid of it. So mm. Mm.
0: that's yeah, technology is always struggling. That's I'm at yes, with, it my, is. with my phone. I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna have to do that. It's starting to lag out a lot and yes. lock up. So you know, it is what it is. They don't make technology to last anymore. They make it to no. be disposable.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: yes, it is. You know, and uh, which is not how Star Trek was. When they made their communicators and they made their iPads and, and things, uh, the stuff worked all the time. You know, yes. you know. one thing I didn't understand, right? Okay, because we talked about this last week about the different technologies. And one thing I kind of wanted to talk to you about, is, is, right. you know, like, you know, they had, you know, the pads with all the information, right? Yeah. But why did they have to have so many pads? You know, like sometimes you saw there was pads strewn about the desk. Like, wouldn't it all be on one device, and you just read that device?
1: Yeah, it should be on one device, but, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know because they didn't think that one pad could hold that information. I guess maybe. Or here's the thing, or maybe they're different paths from different um, heads of departments. Okay. So you have a path from the science department, engineering. You know. Whatever you know, just go on. So I mean, when you so when it,
0: you digitally send that to the one pad for the captain, though, I mean, uh,
1: yeah, you would. I mean, they they do that a new track now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> old track, maybe just maybe maybe during old track they just didn't think about that, so they just <laughs> true. Yeah,
0: because yeah. I mean, this is all technology that happened after Star Trek happened. So yes, it does. You know, it makes sense to that so. Uh, but what about you,
1: Triple D? How have you been? You know, I'm I'm How are you? I'm post I've I've been okay. I uh, did something really stupid on Wednesday. I decided it would be a good idea to drink a bottle of Patron <laughs> while I was playing while I played golf in 90 degree weather. So the old the old Commodore did not make a good decision there. <laughs> no, you did not. It was it, uh, it was a horror show. Let's just say that it was not good they found me, they found me out down the bathroom floor of my golf club. Oh Not my God. good. The floor. I want tell you one thing though, when you're really, when you're really like inebriated or you're blackout drunk and you lay on the floor of a bathroom floor and it's so cold, the cold tile is the greatest thing on the face of the earth. Mm. It feels so good. See John, but you, you wouldn't know that John, because you were actually, cause you actually are a lot smarter than all of us, John, cause you don't drink.
0: <laughs> nope, never have. Never you have. are
1: you you are you are you are a smarter and better man than me, brother. That's all I gotta say.
0: Yeah, well, so,
1: you know. So yeah, yeah so is. yeah, so so it was a Wednesday, Wednesday night was rough. Thursday was really rough during Thursday, so but uh I am fully recovered now, so
0: <laughs> So what's, what was worth, COVID or that? Which is what uh, I-
1: that was, that was a lot worse. <laughs> that was a lot worse. Well, I don't know, because, because I had, like, I had the, well, COVID strain was, I think the Delta variant. Delta was pretty fucking bad. Delta kicked my ass mm. for, like, three or four days, so. This is Hangover. It was, like, one and a half, so let's just, so. Uh, but, yeah. man, it was rough, brother. It was, it was rough. Wow. Hey, you got over was, it. Yeah, it was it was like Leon Ruff. It was that's a Leo Ruff. It was bad.
0: Oh, that's funny. That is hilarious.
1: Shoot, man. <laughs> oh
0: man. So, all right. Well, we've we've kind of done our customary introduction. So, should we go ahead and just break into the news? And yeah, uh, talk because about some
1: stuff? yeah, because there's been a lot. Unfortunately, we have some sad news and other news to tell in Star Trek. So Yes,
0: we do. So this is, for everybody who's watching live, this is for our production part. This is where we tell James, Money MacGyver, all right, at this moment, here, if you will, put in our bosun's whistle now. (whistles) And there it goes. And calling everybody to the news. uh, And this week, of course, the biggest thing we want to talk about out of order is the passing of Michelle Nichols. Yes. you know lovely woman incredible mm-hmm. uh, advocate for everybody out there and especially of of people of color uh to be especially in the industry uh did a lot of things for NASA like yes to, to promote you know women and colored in uh and and just different diversity into NASA you know a lot of uh, different things like that and um so um, you know, obviously, uh, there's the story of she wanted to quit after the first season. Yes, uh, and she happened to be at a party where Martin Luther King was, and he encouraged her because he said, uh, "Stay, keep doing what you're doing, because you're proving that you know we belong where everyone else does." Yeah, and and the because I mean here it's an African American woman on the bridge of a starship. As, a, as, yeah. a, as the head of a department. That's crazy. As, you know, and, and on this page. And, you know, I mean, you're going, wow. You know, this is just amazing. And so to have that kind of, you know, influence and power is, is incredible. And, I mean, yes. the, the incredible thing is, really, there isn't much after Star Trek that she was known for. No. So, you know, but the crazy thing is, that was all she needed to be known for. Yeah, that was how influential she was, you know, and I think we and begin to see even more her connection, um, and influence into the especially with the movies, the movies, really yes, fleshed out her character a lot, lot more, you know, and we see just more of her personality, more of her gravitas, you know, and to where you know, now we have, um, you know, uh, I forget the name of the young lady who played her on, on Strange New Worlds, did you know. Modeled that character greatly. Yeah, um, she young, did. Young Lieutenant Uhura, who is unsure of what she wants to do, but then sets up that foundation of who she eventually is going to become. Yeah. As you know, that that character, and so you know, I I really enjoyed you know uh, that portrayal. But you know, losing Michelle Nichols, I mean, now of the original seven bridge crew, we were down to three. You know, yes. you know I saw, I've saw i seen a lot of things of people saying, you know, time to beam me up and, mm-hmm. or different things of different, you know, characters who have been in there in their partial beam up ways yeah. or things along those lines. Um, black and white pictures where you just have the those who are still alive and in, in color. Um, you know, there's a lot of tributes that have gone out uh, for Nichelle Nichols. I mean, it is incredible the amount of things. Um, this is just a small list of people, of course, who have said something, Um, George Takei, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, Walter Koenig, William Shatner, uh, Adam Nimoy, um, Rod Roddenberry, Mm -hmm. um, Michael Okuda, um, you know, uh, Kirk R. Thatcher, who was, you know, um, he was, pardon me, I don't know what's going on with my eye all of a sudden. It's okay, Uh, John. You know, uh, TOS movie associate producer and Star Trek Force Punk on the Bus is Kirk Thatcher. And Fred Bronson, who was uh, a writer for the show. Um, LeVar Burton, um, who, you know, was obviously influenced by Michelle Nichols. Barbara yeah. Picardew, um, Ira Stephen Bear, Linda Park. Um, good Lord. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg. I
1: mean, yeah, um, this is a who's who of Star Trek
0: yeah, even, no. even the even the White House from their official pages uh tweeted Zoe Saldana, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Tawny Newsom, um Wilson Cruz. I mean, just you know, everybody. you name it, everybody has in it and because that's that's the kind of person that she was. You know, she made you know an impact on on, yes, uh, she did. on, on, on a lot of people. Even Hillary Clinton. I mean, whether you could, you know. Like her or not, you know, I mean, that just shows the influence that this woman had and NASA, you know, NASA's was just, man, you know, because she did yeah. so many things for NASA. Um, uh, and the Smithsonian actually has her uniform uh, wow. in in the Smithsonian. It's there, um, you know, and they said because of her story, you know, talked about, you know, uh, how she, she was wearing a uniform and she's making history as an African-American woman on TV and film, and all those things that she did to for NASA, that was apparently done um, as a volunteer. She volunteered to recruit wow. those stories, you know, and do those kind of things. So, then you had actual NASA scientists who she's met and influenced, who, you know, are talking to her. You know, I, I don't, you know, for someone who perceived to have a small role in the Star Trek universe, she had a huge huge influence. Yeah.
1: Yes she you know, does.
0: And you can't deny what she has meant to the Star Trek community um in general. And so, you know, it's just one of those things where um this is one of those passings, you know, one thing we have to say, of course, all of the characters uh all the actors are you know, older in their age. Yes. So we're glad that they got to live a good life, but it doesn't mean, you know, like you know, is funny, you know, because we, this passing happened while we were on vacation, and my son looks at me, and he goes, Papa, I'm going to see every single Star Trek original series cast member. Nice. And he's going to what? And see it die, you know, because it it, it just kind of hit him, that mortality, you know. yeah. Oh, wow, it just, it kind of hit him, especially with Uhura's passing of, uh, what? I'm going to see all of them die, and I'm like, dude, me too, buddy, and I get that. Yeah. you know, somebody so you, you grow up with, and you you feel that you have a connection to and are a yeah. part of. And you know, those are the that and that revelation really hit him about wow, life is really fleeting. You know, even though she lived eighty four years plus, I believe. Um, yeah. You know, um, so, you know, you you can't you know say that she, you know she people will say it was, it was still too soon, you know, so. Um, she because she she felt like she had so much more to give, and the amount she's given to to the community. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. That's I know. I kind of rambled a little bit on that one, but you know, I really love the character of Uhura and Nichelle Nichols and what she's done. You know, um, and and how she she used that role and that privilege to build others up and to to do some amazing things. You know, you, that's that is the equivalent of a person. It was using their platform to do good for the world. Yes. And, you know, I really just, you know, I really love that about her and, and that was awesome. So that's my thoughts on, on the passing triple D. If you, if you have anything you want to add. Yeah.
1: That. I mean, I agree with everything that you said and I would say the same thing too. I mean, what a, just a, what a, what a woman with such, such gracefulness, gravitas, mm. everything. I mean, my God, I mean, when she acted, doesn't, when she acted, even saying Helen Frequency's open, she just, it just, you, you knew how important of a role she, and especially during the movies, during the movies, in two, and, and especially in Star Trek three, the this, 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 this search of Spock, you know, that scene where she basically told the cadet to, like the first year, first year, uh, for the first year, uh, a Starfleet officer, you know, get in the closet. <laughs> Here's yeah. your adventure, you know, and so, right. everything, just showing how badass she was. And also, too, in Balance of Terror, where she took over at the helm, where she, yeah. where she, where she, you know, where she was a helmsman. So, which is something that you would never see anything like that back in the sixties. The first interracial kiss, with William Shatner. I, I mean, she just did so much. And then on top of it. She was an accomplished Broadway actress. I mean, she could sing. Mm. She could. She could do anything and everything. Yeah. I. I mean, she was just once in a lifetime of of an actress and a person. Yeah. And and anyone who has anything bad to say about Michelle Nichols, they can go fuck off. So
0: yeah. There's <laughs> nothing it. too bad. I mean, we saw no. some of that that Broadway talent in, in Star yeah. Trek Five, and then that it was a terrible movie, but. That's one thing we did take away from. We saw, yeah. Her in her God, sorry,
1: sorry, Star Trek Five was terrible.
0: It was it was it was so bad. But hey, it we was, got that. We got that yeah, scene in the we desert, did. and so that yeah. was you know classic, but good. And then that that was that was not ADR or anything. That was her scene. You know that was yeah. her voice. You know, and so it, it's just it's incredible. It, it's always hard to lose a talent like that, especially someone yes. who was so. Heavily entrenched in the the community of the Star Trek, yes. like that. She was eighty nine. I'm sorry, she was eighty nine when she passed away. You know,
1: God, God bless her, man. She, lo- looked, she looked incredible. She, you know, yes, really,
0: she did. So, uh, oh man, she was. She must have been close to her ninetieth birthday because it says 1932 to 2022. Oh so, wow, passed at eighty nine, so she wasn't far away. So, do you want to yes. hear some uh, some teases for Picard season three? Or do we want to talk Eagle Moss? Which I'm going to let you pick.
1: Mm, let's talk Eagle Moss because I know Eagle Moss is a big is a big part of your life, brother. <laughs> it, it was
0: going to be, yeah. So. It
1: was going to be a big part of your life until they were like, oh shit, we have no more money. We need to declare bankruptcy.
0: Yes. So uh, one of the things that we didn't mention that we didn't talk about last time was that Eagle Moss has uh, apparently um so according to this this is direct from uh, apparently they're a british based company because yes um uh eagle moss ltd otherwise known as hero collector has reportedly filed for an intention to appoint an administrator according to a business watch list which i guess is the british version of filing for bankruptcy mm-hmm. um the thing eagle moss is most well known for is star trek the official starships collection of models that have become a, a staple of the star trek collections in the past decade. However, in the past twenty four hours, this was this hour. Oh, this is from an article written on July twelfth. Um, in the past twenty four hours, fans have noticed the website storefront has gone offline. Additionally, some have reported that phone lines to the business were down, and wow. along with this, a customer service Facebook page has been offline. So, uh, according to this, they filed for a notice of intention to appoint administrator on July twelfth, twenty twenty two. And for if you don't know what that means, an administrator is appointed to manage a company's affairs, business, and property. Typically, this is done under the Insolvency Acts of twenty twelve of United Kingdom law, where Eagle Eagle Moss is based and registered. And so basically,
1: oh, I'm sorry, John. So so basically, they're just going to have to have a fire sale of everything then.
0: That's what I'm getting ready to read. So an administrator is appointed to rescue the company as. A going concern however they may seek to achieve a better result for the company's credit as a whole than would be likely if the company were to wound up without first being in administration additionally they may be realizing the company's property in order to make a distribution to one of the more secured profitable credits so basically um is it and then somebody says eagle is one of the world's biggest names in licensed collectibles marketing and distribution for more than 150 collections and more than 30 markets Revenue wow. peaked at sixty eight million, but has faded to thirty one point six million in the last filed accounts. So, Good lord! You, so
1: you can't you can operate a business when you lose half your profits.
0: Yeah, you know, and I mean, I, I'm going to guarantee you that Star Trek was keeping them afloat. You know, oh God, but, without
1: a shadow of a doubt, it was.
0: You know, because you uh, it's June twenty twenty saw a collection of. Uh, collaboration between Perfect World and Eagle Moss to create Star Trek Online Starships collection. These ships were based on the MMO video game, Star Trek Online. Mm-hmm. Additionally, many books were published under Eagle Moss, notably the Star Trek Designing Starships books. Um, and then, of course, uh, for those who aren't aware, they had other, not just Star Trek under their brand, they had uh, Doctor Who, they had Stargate, they had Battlestar Galactica Were some others, but there are a ton, a ton of uh, collections that they had under their banner for, yeah. that. and I mean, I'm telling you, as soon as shows came out, they were releasing. Um, oh yeah, you know, you know,
1: ships and books about about everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. So like, you have a Discovery Collection in the 31st century. You have a La Sirena. You have you know the you know, I mean all kinds of stuff that are officially licensed things that are going to go away. Um, you know, yeah. so. Um, unless, so they sure.
1: the license, unless they sell the license, unless you sell the licenses to it to another company, which they're probably going to end up doing,
0: they could. But then the question becomes: Is that company going to maintain the quality that these Eagle Moss um, have? Which I mean, you have seen. I got a couple of them. Yeah, no,
1: they're they're legit.
0: They're incredible. You have the regulars and the XLs. Um, you have all kinds of things that you can do as far as collecting ship types and sets. And so the question becomes. Honestly, you know, who fills that gap? You know, it's a a great way to get a, you know, a starship without breaking the bank. Like somebody may have done um, on the (laughs) show last week or something along those lines. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, uh, you know, um, the question becomes, you know, let's say they don't do that Triple D. I mean, what happens? Do we go back to like you know Hot Wheels used to do ships like that sometimes, mm-hmm. but they weren't ever nearly the quality. So what happens?
1: Probably uh, my guess, the probably Franklin Mint's probably going to get the um, the licenses again you
0: think? because
1: back because back during the the nineties, in the early two thousands, Franklin Mint was doing a lot of that stuff. They were doing Star Trek. They did, they did, they did, they did, they did the starships. They would do the batlass they would do the Klingon, um duck togs they would do all you know you know like the medals and the badges and everything and franklin mint that was high quality stuff
0: yeah
1: but it was a premium price though for everything though. see mm. so if you were to get like you know you know like the franklin mint where they had where I mean, it was framed and a nice frame in a glass and display with you know with all the badges on there and the metals you could get as a Starfleet. I mean, that was like three, $400. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty expensive. Uh, I mean, probably for me, I like, maybe Hot Wheels might take some of that. Uh, I mean, really, Paramount really needs to get everything under one roof. They need to get the licensing for all Star Trek, everything Star Trek.
0: Yeah.
1: And then they need to outsource it to one company. Or two companies to, to do that, right? So, sort of like what you know, Star Wars did, and whatever, and what a lot of other franchises have done. So, All right?
0: Because here's the thing: like right now, I'm looking. it Looks like the only place you can get them is Amazon, and they're gonna go because some of these businesses only have so many in stock because they're not gonna have any left. Yeah, you can get the official NCC one seven zero zero one D, the uh, the one with the phaser lance that was in the the last episode of. Next generation, yes, but it's it's seventy four dollars right now. Holy there's only shit. twenty left in stock, according to this small business. You can get uh, an enterprise B for sixty six bucks, but mm-hmm. you know they're, they're they're only available for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, Klingon bird of prey. This, so there's ships available, but you're not getting them from Eagle Moss anymore. You're getting them from other sellers. Yeah, and, basically, and they're going to
1: jack the prices up.
0: They're going to forty five dollars. $29 for lesser-known USS Chimera, you know. Um, but, you know, again, lesser-known ships, a Nebula-class ship, $29. Uh, Deep Space Nine, $65. You know, so Hero ships, though, you know. like this Yeah, I forgot about Oh, uh, yeah. Eagle Mosque, USS Enterprise, NC-1701A. How much do you think that one is on, on Amazon right now? It's got to be $120. Uh, it's forty. It's so it's 40? not terrible, but they only is that 40. the
1: XL one. Here? Is that the XL?
0: No, that's not the XL. Oh, the XL. That's not. If it was the XL, it'd probably be closer to where you're at. Thinking this is the hmm. regular version at forty, which those are usually twenty bucks. Oh yeah. wow! You know, can like, you find
1: an XL? Can you can you find an XL version? and Send to me, Jack.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna see here because I think I think my C was an XL, and that was about. Thirty bucks when I got that enterprise C. Wow, that was you cool. know. So um, I mean, yeah.
1: If, if, you, if you if you can find an A and XL, I'll probably because
0: because I'm because so, I'm messed up. Oh, dude. Okay, so here, um uh, uh, the B is an XL. There's a Defiant mm-hmm. XL. Uh, so, okay, so that B that I told you about that was sixty six bucks. Probably yeah, that's an XL. The okay. D is an XL that I told you about. The mm-hmm. one with the Futures Pass. Okay. You, oh, you get the Delta Flyer in Excel. It's $63. You want that? Yeah, nobody, nobody wants the Delta Flyer. Nobody wants the Delta, Flyer. Uh, the Delta they, Flyer. They have the movie version, the 2009 Enterprise for... Oh, the Kelvin. Yeah, the $74. $74, okay. And the Excel version. Um, the E in Excel is $92. Oh, my God. The J, which is you know from Enterprise, it's yeah. seventy six dollars. That Are thing is, For the, e- J?
1: is. For
0: the J. For yeah.
1: the J, Oh, the J is ugly.
0: Yeah, it's one of the designs. That I
1: mean. is ugly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, all right. I'm gonna figure out how to send it to you. I. They have a no bloody ABC NCAA one seven zero one collector's edition XL, eighty four dollars.
1: The is it the OG?
0: Yes, the OG. Yeah,
1: I want the A because because you know how many OGs I got. I got like I'm gonna have like four OGs. Okay. I got the Playmobil. I got I got the gold one, and then I got the giant Tommy one coming in. Tommy one coming in.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. You do. Let me.
1: The let fucking see. Tommy one is huge. I know.
0: We talked about, <laughs> it, what about, about it. What am I
1: doing? What am I doing, my life, John?
0: I don't know. I th- I would. I'm not helping because oh, I'm God. talking you into buying this shit.
1: Oh my god! I, seriously, and then I've got like five like Lego sets that I gotta build. <laughs> I've got like two two from Histo Brick, and then I've got the Atari DeLorean and the McLaren from uh, F One. I got the McLaren F One.
0: Okay, there is a Star Trek special SS nx One die, die uh, refit diecast metal for forty two dollars from Eagle Moss.
1: Oh, that's not bad.
0: No, 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 no um yeah i may be getting that we are going to <laughs> get it buddy get it no i'm adding it to my christmas birthday list so that mm. my sister or my mom will buy it for me that's um, good so, yeah, so I'm i mean
1: smart. yeah i mean i mean i mean this this thing with eagle moss i mean this is this is such this is such a blow to the community itself for collectors i mean this is terrible you know because for because for a period of like year i mean like for a period of like 2 years we had a nice you know thing going where if we wanted to buy you know ships that we liked we could go we could buy it now unfortunately we don't have that avenue anymore and there to me i mean paramount really needs to find a company to do this because and then just give them the license and have paramount take a cut of that and believe me, they can make some serious cash doing this.
0: You're not gonna like this. Go ahead. Playmobil is listed on Amazon. The the Playmobil NC double NC yeah. 1701.
1: $364. Motherfucker. <laughs> Brand new in the box? Yep. Fuck me, I overpaid for that. Son of
0: a bitch. Uh, uh, fuck. So right uh. now. Uh, I'm not seeing an A on yeah, Amazon. It's, uh, it's okay. oh no, no, wait, wait. Oh, you got one? Oh, I, I got shit. one. Yep, this is the A because they they don't list it as the A, but mm-hmm. it's it's the A because it doesn't it's have the A. rounded. It, it doesn't have the rounded. Uh, what you call it. But they don't yeah. list it as the A on the. Oh, so this must be the movie.
1: The movie one, yeah, it's yeah. from.
0: Where they motion. change the nacelles, they change, but so motion like, picture one, yeah, because they don't. They don't, sh- that's the it,
1: A- yeah, that is, yeah, so that's the motion picture one, yeah,
0: yeah, because they don't have the A listed.
1: Oh, well, um, no, it does, yeah, it's just the NCC yeah. 1701, yeah, 1701.
0: So I can send you Reset. this one if you want, yeah, okay, all right, let me and, and it that's up. an XL, right? Yeah, and, and there's only four in stock.
1: Oh my god, how much yeah. is it? Um,
0: 1999.
1: Oh, wow, that's cheap. Look at that. I'm getting out cheap today, baby.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm saying it might not be the XL based off that cost. It might not be.
1: (laughs) Probably not. Not for $19.99.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because this is the motion picture one. And um, I mean, it looks good, even if it's a smaller one. Yeah. No, it looks like That's the thing, you know. These even these smaller ones—they yeah, have
1: a lot of detail in them.
0: They have a lot of detail, and you're not shorted out on these at all. So, I mean, it's.
1: Do you think? Do you think maybe Eagle Moss went a little too high on the quality, where they weren't charging enough money for these dead models?
0: And I that might have helped
1: lead to their bankruptcy.
0: I think it's the other way around. I think you know the prices of some of these things started to get high, you 60. know, and so I mean, fifty, but and some of these prices. They're indicative of what people are paying for, you know, you know getting sold. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's the thing. I think really Eagle boss maybe got caught up in a little bit more of that idea. Oh, well we, you know, we can charge more because people are going to buy and yeah. to stop buying. So yeah, uh, that's my thought. That's my thought process. Um because you know for a while i could take the smaller ones for you know 15 20 bucks but then yeah. you sorry you get like you got over 40 it got to be like why am i buying these you know yeah uh, exactly even though their detail is great and the quality is great you know um, you, you had to start questioning why am i buying these so exactly you know uh, yeah but yeah everything i'm seeing now uh, oh there here, here's an a it's forty dollars. Okay. All right, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna send this one to you. This one has the A on it too, and everything. Okay,
1: because so, I because I because I just bought the other one. It's the small you? one. Yeah, I just the. All right.
0: Well, then you'll have the movie version, and then you'll have the other movie the, version. The A, the other the A, yeah. So yeah, so
1: I might be uh I might be doing some time in repent Pente, though. By the
0: time <laughs> I get these, that's okay. No, they're prime shipping. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. Right now, guys, if you do still want to get your hands on collectibles, yeah, y- you might pay a little bit more, but it's definitely worth it. To it's check not it going
1: to, yeah, and really, it's not going to be that much more. I mean, so I mean, it's not going to be like it's not, gonna, it's not like you know. It's, it's not like it's like a hundred and thirty-five dollars, hundred and forty dollars. I mean, right? You know, I mean, it's still, you know, I mean. It's still good, yeah. And there's only four left in here, so I better
0: yeah
1: receive the check. I mean, I mean, I mean, these items are so well done. I mean, just 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 looking at them and seeing the detail in them is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, and it's just it's it's just a shame like like it's just a shame like a company like Eagle Moss is out of business. So
0: yeah. Like, okay, I haven't taken out of the box yet still, but this is the- Keep enterprise. it in the
1: box. It's going to be worth more money in the box. Yeah.
0: I mean, here's the thing. You know, guys, if you buy, if you get your stuff now off um, Amazon and it's Eagle Moss and it's, it's keeping it in a box like this with everything, you, you have everything in here. The packaging was incredible. They did a yes. great job with the packaging. Um, Yeah. I'm sorry for those of you who are not seeing this, who are listening audio wise, but I'm showing you the Eagle Moss box that I have. This but, is why
1: this is why you gotta watch this live now.
0: You gotta watch this live now. Yeah, watch um, this live now. So, but this is this the, it's it's incredible, and I paid it 40 bu- I paid about forty bucks for this. Yeah, it's actually crazy. Yeah, and it's and, and you know, which is doable for me as a collector, yeah. I mean, who's on the lower end. I'm not gonna get anything, you know, crazy high end expensive. That's doable, for, and I mean, I'm talking like you know, the nacelles have this beautiful red jeweled part on them that the paint is is exactly like it was in the movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, the detail they do on these things is incredible for the cost that they're paying. And so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sad. I Hopefully, they either turn it around and stay in business because, I mean, their Battlestar Galactica stuff is good. Their Stargate stuff is... I'm telling that's
1: you. That's what I... Yeah, that's why I mean. To have so many franchises and then, and then to, to declare bankruptcy, something's up, man. Something mm-hmm. is up. So, yeah. hopefully... Hopefully, the, the adjuster can go in there. They can... He or she can get the company, or them can get the company back on track, get it at least paying back its creditors, and then hopefully it'll get back into the black, and then, you know, and then we can keep on going, buying our Star Trek collectibles, so... Yeah, because, I but, mean,
0: for yeah. now, it, you know, for now, officially, it's gone away, officially. Um, so, like, if you... Type in Eagle Moss, you know, in your web browser. Um, If you go to shop Eagle Moss, you know. It's not there. Yeah. It says, dear customers, our website is currently under maintenance. As a result, we will not be able to accept orders at this time. Please check check it back in shortly. We're looking forward to seeing you again, Eagle Moss customer service. That's when you go to the main shop Eagle Moss page. Um, If you click on, you can kind of still click on the, the, like, Eagle Moss dot com slash ingo but if you like try to go um say star trek the graphic novel collection yeah click on that you can see that but if you want to buy anything you're not going to be able to you know um if you want which
1: which i'm sorry john that graphic novel collection was ingenious because it took all the old star trek comics and they just put them into the graphic novels yes so i mean so these are star trek comics that Yes, the people read, like, the older people read back in the 60s and, and and the 70s. But now, Eagle Moss was able to take that and were able to, you know, give that back and have the younger generation read that now. So, mm-hmm. it, to, to me, you know, seeing seeing what they wanted to do. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a good way to make money as well. But it's also a good way, too, to keep the franchise going, you know.
0: Yeah. Now, in my it's you, this just is... a shame. This is I guess their British version cuz it says you UK customers order here euro customers customers order here. If you click on that, it says your connection is not private. So I can't go any further. No, like, I right watch. now, you know, it looks like this is the uh, you know, this is the English version. Oh, I didn't even know they had a jam- Holy cow. They have a James Bond car collection. Really? They have the Aston Martin uh, DB5. And they have the uh, Aston Martin V12 Vanquish. And they have the Lotus Esprit that that is the submarine form.
1: Oh, my God. I love
0: that. They have the BMW uh, Z4. Oh, Z4? uh, With the – oh, no, it's the Z8 and it's got the, you know the the buzzer coming from behind on it. Yeah. And then yeah. they even got that little Citroen uh 2CV.
1: Oh, 2CV from from free for your eyes only. Yeah. Exactly. I love the I love the red Lotus free Turbo enough oh. for your eyes only. That's a beautiful yeah. car.
0: And they blow it up like instantly. Yeah. The, Jag, the Jaguar XKR uh, that was in um die another day, the green die one Die another that, day. Yeah. You know, um let's see. What else other the uh the toyota 2000 that was in, oh uh, yeah from you only live twice. you
1: only live twice that seriously that's probably one of the most underrated james Bond movies yeah. i think you only live twice
0: yeah. oh i love it uh lotus turbo spree the red one there
1: yeah uh, oh god it's gorgeous
0: they got the z3 from uh a golden eye and, and let's see the ferrari f35 from golden eye
1: golden eye yeah the one that Zania overtop is driving. Yeah. Which Famic and Jameson did guest star in Star Trek as well.
0: Yes, she did. Yes, yeah. She did. Uh they have the DB5 from Golden Uh again from Goldfinger, so they have a different mm-hmm. version of it. Uh they have the Aston Martin uh DB from uh from on her magic from uh, On Magic. Yes,
1: DBS. That's a beautiful car. Uh they, uh, they have the Mustang
0: Mach 1 from Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> Tell you, dude, they do they have everything?
1: Do they have? Do they have the Aston Martin from the Living Daylights?
0: Uh, let me see the, uh, the
1: maroon uh, Aston Martin. Martin. I love that car.
0: So, Lotus Esprit by Love Me and not uh, submarine. Marine. Sunbeam Alpine, Doctor No, um, Triumph Stag, um, the man of MGB, the man from the Golden Gun, SMR DBS Casino Royale. Oh, here we go. The Cougar on Her Majesty's Secret Service okay Cougar. oh dude the cadillac Eldorado, the Mobile. we're with oh you,
1: you, yeah yeah i remember that yeah from Fear eyes On. no you live and let die yeah from uh roger moore's first first bill
0: yeah the mercedes 250 se from octopussy
1: oh that's a beautiful car it that's is. a beautiful car
0: the mini moat from living live and let die okay <laughs> they ha- oh my god they have the Lady of fifteen hundred, the police car that they shaved. You know, he knows. and they had they, they show it partially cut off. It's, its
1: dude, they got the lot of, but where the fuck's the ass then? Uh, I,
0: I, I don't know. Guy. They have the fourth Thunderbird from Die Another Day. Okay. Uh, AMC Hornet from the Man with the Golden Gun. Okay. They have the little Tuck Tuck taxi from Octopussy. Tuk Tuck taxi. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! Ford Mustang Converto from Thunderball. Mm-hmm. The oh, they have the Moon buggy from Diamonds Are Forever.
1: <laughs> that was a good um, that was a good rib and Diamonds Are Forever about like oh, the, yeah. the moon landing. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, that was a good rib. Mercedes Benz 600 on our Magic Secret Service.
1: Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's the, that's the car that uh, Lofeld and Irma Bunt drive when they kill um, Tracy Bond.
0: Yeah. Such a sad. That's 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 the
1: saddest, one of the saddest parts in James Bond history.
0: Fifty seven Chevy Bel Air from Doctor No. Okay. Um, they've got uh Tilly's Mustang from Goldfinger. That oh no, that Range Rover. Okay, so they say Tilly's Mustang from Goldfinger, but they show the Range Rover from Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. So, uh, Chevrolet Corvette from A View to a Kill. But then they Mm -hmm. show the little blue little uh. Zaza, what you would call it, from GoldenEye, the little blue car. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. So Some of this stuff's off. Here we go. Maserati, BitTurbo, A License to Kill. Yep. They got that one there. And then uh, Lamborghini Diablo, Die Another Day. Okay. Uh, Citroen Traction, Avant Legere from Russia with Love. Okay. Um, Jaguar XJ8 from Casino Royale. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was... AMC Matador from the Man with the Golden Gun because AMC got a lot of play. On that AMC
1: movie. got a lot of play in that movie.
0: Uh, Chevy Nova, Live and Let Die. That was also the, uh, also
1: two. Also two in that movie. Rolex. Rolex got a lot of play in that that mm-hmm. movie too. Living and the Man with the Golden Gun. AMC, especially in
0: Matador and Living Let Die. The Matador coupe that Scaramanga drove, the brown one. Oh yeah, Scaramanga. Yeah. Uh, let's see the Land Rover 88 Series, Living Daylights. The you know, car looking one of the Jeep looking a Willy's Jeep in Octopussy. Um, Ford Fairlane die another day. Uh, Ford Fairlane, okay. Lincoln Continental '64 convertible from Goldfinger.
1: Yeah, I know exactly that car.
0: Dahmer, uh, Daimler limo, 1984 Casino Royale. Um, yep. LMP Laffer MG TC Moon, uh, from Moonraker. Okay. Um Ford GT 40 die another day,
1: man, man. They just got like all, like all the cars that were in the movie. It's in there. John, that's absolutely incredible. Speaking of, uh, speaking, speaking of Rolex, James Bond Rolex. I have a, this is a 1680 stuff. It's not, it's not the one that Roger Moore had. Mm. It's not the one that Sean Connery had. It was kind of like after Roger Moore. But I do have it on the Sean Connery NATO strap though.
0: Nice, nice. So yeah. Well, so that anyway, we went down that rabbit hole of Eagle Moss.
1: But yeah, we did. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a, and it's a shame too that you know that we're not going to be able to purchase those those vehicles here here in the United States. Well, until let's go he, to
0: Amazon and and figure that out.
1: Yeah, and then you're gonna you're gonna pay up the ass. So so, so guys, seriously, you know. Let's pray that Eagle Moss gets their shit together, and that we can start buying stuff from from them again. Because, yeah. I mean, what John just listed—I mean, my God, I could pr- probably purchase all those James Bond cars for God's sake.
0: Who, yeah, I mean, I would. Too.
1: I'd have no room. I'd, yeah. I seriously, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be like quarters.
0: Oh yeah, have them stacked everywhere. So yeah, so we, just, so if if you don't want to know though, we're about to tell you some things about Picard season three because Terry Metalis who. Um, is the showrunner. He likes to talk on Twitter about, you know, answering fans' questions and, and things along those lines. Uh, in case you haven't listened to the last show, they had the reveal trailer. And I'm telling you, my favorite part was Worf. He looks so badass. No, so Worf bad.
1: looks fucking good.
0: And so, um, so here's, uh, uh, so when they, you know, of course, one of the things was um, Picard. You know, um, when they asked uh, Patrick Stewart, he talked about maybe different enterprises and um, was that the, it, it, they weren't sure which one. And this maybe the D, maybe the E. Um, mm-hmm. So this tweet from Taylor uh, Metala seems to point the different direction of these two ships. Shutting this down before people get their hopes up. It's not what you think. So, Because uh, first, we do return to the original enterprise. Someone quotes um, Sir Patrick Stewart. I forgot we had carpet on the floor. That's the kind of advancement that's been made. And it says, shutting this down before people get their hopes up. It's not what you think. So what the F, a capital F, are they talking about then? Get it? What the F? Cough. Okay. Enterprise F. Um, and so it says, we don't have to re-reliance the emphasize of the F can indicate the seasonal feature of the USS Enterprise F, which could make sense since it's set two decades after Star Trek Nemesis. There's yeah. been a number of advancements in ship technology as seen in season two. Um... um uh, so when a fan picked up on these hints, posting the image of the Enterprise F and Star along, Online, Metallus appeared to clarify again that the season isn't set on the Enterprise saying it's not, but dot, dot, dot. And then he <laughs> quotes the picture with, yeah. So altogether, we're seeing that um, the new ship will be the main thing of the season, which redressed the USS Stargazer set from season two. But as seems to be indicating the ship is the Enterprise F, but then the F will play some role. So, of course, nothing's really confirmed, you know. But so there's the showrunner who is hinting that they're not going to be on the Stargazer, um, but the Stargazer is kind of being redressed for something else. And the F will be involved. So um, that's kind of where we're at with that. I like Um, it. So then now, of course, fans were excited to see Worf's new look for season three. And there were questions, it says. In the motion teaser, Worf can be seen with a sword in his back, and Metallus offered a bit of behind-the-scenes detail, revealing it's a new weapon called a Curleth, designed by Dan Curry, who designed the Klingon weapon, the Batleth, you know, who designed all the things. So he says the mm-hmm. sword on the back is called a Curleth, and it was designed by the creator of the Batleth, Dan Curry. And yes, you will see him use it in Star Trek Picard. So, and we also noticed that in the teaser, Worf clearly had four pips, which would indicate the rank of a Starfleet captain. However, metallis has indicated he isn't the captain of a ship. So uh, so I saw somewhere you said Worf wasn't a captain, but the trailer shows him with four pips on his uniform. Was this a mistake with the costume permit or is Worf really a relay captain? It says, and Terry Metallus says, in rank only and not what you expect. Okay. Okay. So, as you and I have talked about in the picard tie novels, Warf was promoted to Captain, given the command of the E around the time of the Robin and refugee crisis. Yeah, uh, Metalis indicated that in season three, said over a decade after that, Warf is on another track and we do not meet him as Captain of the Enterprise E, and his track has something to do with the Dominion War. So, mm. um, And so this is from Metallus himself. Uh, it says, because someone asked him, are you still using the backstory that was established? Star Trek recorded originally, and then the novel that worked the command of the E after Picard left, or has that been changed? You'll just have to see. I'm just saying, that's not where we will meet him. He's on another track, one related to the Dominion War. Now I said too much. Bye! You know? <laughs> I love Batalas. This dude is, is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but Warfare I said, said too much. Bye! Yeah. Warf is a veteran of the Dominion War, as we know, the, the end of Space Nine. Um, but he said... But the Patal said... The fall of the minion war was important to the plot of season three. And so um, hmm. so we're, we're getting a lot of, so Worf is going to be a captain, but not what we're thinking, not a captain of a ship. He's going to have this new batless sword, uh, Curlith, that he's going to use. And, uh, you know, I'm interested to see where it goes from here uh, for that. Um, so then we also saw uh, LeVar Burton as Geordie LaForge and his uniform was very different. And it says, um, they asked LeVar Burton as Admiral or Commodore jordy LaForge. And Terry Batala said, Commodore LaForge, with an exclamation. Mm-hmm. And so um, I looked that up. According to, um, or, according to the dictionary, uh, a Commodore is a naval officer of high rank, in particular an officer of the U.S. Navy or Coast Guard, ranking above captain and below rear admiral. Yes. So you're kind of in that in-between um stage uh mm-hmm. it says um but then uh another definition says commodore is a senior naval rank used by many navies which is equivalent to a brigadier and air commodore it is superior to a navy captain but below a admiral so you're not quite as an admiral yet but um you do get well, you get a star you're you're, yes. te- you're you're technically an admiral but you're not quite. It's it's one of the, it's the lowest ranking you can get. Yeah, that's how
1: that's how Decker and um Commodore Decker and the Doomsday Machine was able to take over Kirk's ship, the Enterprise, because he was a Commodore, and he just said, you know, yeah, I'm higher in rank than you are, and that's it. He, so
0: yeah, so so we did we did get that 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 is confirmed that LeVar Burton is a Commodore, and we also know for sure because um, someone asked him, can you advise if it's Captain Seven or Commander Seven? thought captain, but I've heard conflicting the information. Thanks. And he says commander. commander. So, and of course we heard at the panel that Seven will be a first officer, uh, but not of which ship under which, uh, and or what captain. So we don't know what ship or captain she'll be under, um, but it's, um, we don't know if it's going to be commander Seven or commander Hansen, If they're going to use Seven's original name, or not. So they have not revealed that either. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it says in here, he says also hints that, um, Metallus also hinted that maybe things aren't what they appear to be in the trailer when it comes to who is and isn't in the uniform. Someone asked mm. him, God bless you, Terry. Quick question. Is there a meaning on why some were in Starfleet uniforms and some were not? Just curious. He says, wait and see. It will all make sense. Also, maybe some here are in uniform and shouldn't be. And, oh. and then he puts a gif of someone saying trickster, you know, <laughs> Uh, so, um, then the, the one of the other uh things that he reveals is that um, there's gonna be a new villain for season three, played by someone familiar but someone new oh. to Star Trek, uh, a new role played by a well known actor. Um, so after it was revealed the villain was a female during the co- uh, comic con panel, there's a lot of speculation on who it could be, um, it could be Denise Crosby. Um, um Sela and Matal's clarified it again, saying it's a new character, but there's not a nod to Crosby's Tasha Yar in season three. It's not Selah, it's a new character, but here's definitely a nod to Tasha in the new season. So mm. um, so people have been, because 'cause they've been like that. You and I talked about that. Um uh and he says I never said it was a huge start. I said you've seen them many times before. So um uh, mm. you know that um so that's that's it's there's a lot of interesting things um in here and then of course he put um <laughs> also he he puts stuff out there um and he he likes he posted a meme guess who's coming back Star trek card <laughs> and it's the uh, tar monster with a beard um,
1: yes yes yes
0: he put oh my there.
1: god god bless him man and whether oh, that man. really
0: happens or not we don't know but you know that's that's what he's doing. So if you want to I find s- out about Picard, follow Terematolas on Twitter. Yeah, and apparently he's answering all kinds of questions, uh, to a degree, being kind of cagey about it. But
1: uh, he's got to be cagey about it.
0: Yeah, but it's still fun. He, dude, he's hilarious. I love like his stuff. Yeah.
1: Also, you know? too, just 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 a quick aside. I started watching the new Hawaii Five O. Do you know who the executive producer of the new Hawaii Five O is? Uh, no. Alex Kurtzman.
0: Really? See, and I've watched Five O and it never it never registered to me at all.
1: And Five O has been going on for ten seasons, for God's sakes. Almost, almost as long as the original. So to all those Star Trek fans out there that have a lot of hate for Kurtzman. This ended up and guess what? Shut the fuck up and let the guy do let the guy do his job because Alex Kurtzman does not hitch his wagon to failures. Okay. He's a lot of great shows okay so let's just calm down okay they got a plan. I believe in Kurtzman and I believe in that writing staff okay after strange new worlds and after the lower decks I'm telling you the card season three is probably gonna be fire and mm-hmm. discovery season five is gonna be a lot better than season four so yeah I got a lot of faith in these guys so yeah
0: they're gonna do a great job and, and speaking yes. of lower decks. Um, here are some of the 10 deepest cuts from the trailer that we got. The 10 deepest cuts. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. You ready for this? So many
1: deep cuts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So here's the opening scene. Uh, as you can see, it's it's Blimler uh, uh, and Mariner there at that recruitment job fair thing uh, with the Starfleet recruitment booth. And right next oh to them, my is, gosh. people can take a picture of Spock with the hoarder next to them. Um, oh, Devil Jesus. In the Dark. And then, oh, my um, God. And then next to them is the Archaeologist Guild. Has a small model that looks like it it'll be read to the preservers from the TOS episode Paradise Syndrome, and then gosh. And she calls out for it to attract people. She yells, "Discover the undiscovered country!" Of course, which is referencing Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then if you, when they zoom in closer, um, they have a model of the USS Stargazer in the booth, um, which of course you know uh, Picard kept a model in his Enterprise D ready room, yeah. and the new Stargazer appeared in season two. So there's that one there. Um, then Captain Freeman's trials covered by the Federation News Network, which you yep. know, taking off of CNN and introduced, which was introduced in Picard and the short treks prequel, Childrens of Mars. The yes. Childrens of Mars. The FNN crawl includes a reference to the Buffalo Solar Knights beating the London Kings, a future baseball team in favor of Benjamin Sisko. So <laughs> there's, ah. there's that dip cut, and of course, which way I pointed out. Uh, dinner at Cisco's with some Catcher Cell White. Speaking yes. of Cisco's, there's the visit to his father's New Orleans Cisco's Creole restaurant yeah. and seeing the Deep Space Nine. Um, in the restaurant, Rutherford and Tendee are having dinner when includes a bottle of Catcher Cell White Hot. A hot sauce inspired by <laughs> Catcher Cell White. Catcher Cell
1: White. Oh my god. White
0: Hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stealing a shit from the 3D chess player. Uh, season 3 has a connection to Star Trek 3 The Search for Spock. Yep. I've seen the official poster. This will include a scene where Mariner steals the USS Cerrito from impound as Kirk did with the USS Enterprise in Star Trek 3. And then the theft can be seen in the trailer which includes a guard distracted by playing 3D, playing three-dimensional chess on his computer. 3D chess has been a part of Star Trek since the beginning. So he wasn't paying attention because he didn't play in 3D chess. Um, Then there's Indiana Mariner. A shot of Mariner doing some tomb raiding. Shows her holding a Klingon (laughs) version of the famed Golden Idol, also known as uh, Chapaloyan Fertile Island from the classic Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, It is literally that idol with a Klingon face.
1: Yeah, there's there's so much.
0: Uh, Race of the Delta Flyer. Uh, A Delta Flyer-type shuttle can be seen in a race with another craft. The Delta Flyer was introduced, of course, in Voyager and designed by Tom Paris. Uh, Ruther can be, Rutherford can be seen at the controls wearing the same white uniform Paris wore racing without the flyer.
1: Oh my god, yes yes, I've heard seen it.
0: Uh, Mariner's orbital dive, Mariner dons a gold orbital skydiving suit and takes a dive, ramming into the side of something in an homage to the scene from the 2009 Star Trek movie when Kirk and Sulu dove through the atmosphere to disable the Narada yep. drilling rig, um, which I saw that, I was like, look, look you're uh, There it is. Captain Freeman looks like she's going to get uh, wrapped up with uh, the DRC civilization donning one of their tradem- trademark masks from the TNG episode Masks. So, mm-hmm. you know, which was that was a great episode. Uh, Steven Serpent. And finally, Lieutenant Commander Stevens gets chased by a uh, Kukulan, Kukulan, a flying serpent creature from the TAS episode How Sharper Than a Serpent's Tooth. Yes. Um, you know, so that's in there as well. And. That's coming August 26th. Wow. We have as of today that's, when we record twenty days to when that happens.
1: That's just a teaser trailer. That's not that's even just a
0: teaser trailer.
1: That's not that's not everything that, that no. you're gonna get.
0: No. So after Holy
1: hearing all that sheet. <laughs> how, do you,
0: how do you feel, Triple D about season three of Lower Decks?
1: My so god, man, I don't I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to catch all the Easter eggs or not. There's gonna yeah. be thousands of Easter eggs in just ten episodes. I know, I'm, right? I am I am absolutely excited for Little Ducks. Little Ducks, to me, is just... I absolutely love it, because it's done well, it's funny, and it's... I love it, because it's Star Trek poking fun at itself, but it's doing it in a way where it doesn't, you know, where it doesn't just shit in the fans' face. So, I absolutely love it. I can't wait, because they pay so much. I mean, the writers painstakingly pay homage to the original track, you know, by bringing in those Easter eggs, and I, right. I fucking love it. I absolutely love it. You mm-hmm. know?
0: It's it's really cool, and I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, to check it out. So, um, but, you know, uh, Zachary Quinto has found a cosmic connection to Mr. Spock and his family history, so I don't know if you've ever seen that show, Who Do You Think You Are? Um, no. Uh it's uh so it used to be on, on regular network TV now Ancestry.com um, kind of does it um, and just found a connection to his family's past and his character Mr. Spock so in a newspaper record from 1899 Quinto's great grandfather PJ McArdle wrote a letter to the editor that closes out with may it live long and prosper almost the same words used by the iconic Vulcan greeting and farewell live long and prosper or introduced by Leonard Nimoy and uh, quinto uh, as part of his duties it said Peter or PJ was a frequent contributor to the union newsletter the amalgamated journal in a letter to the editor PJ thanked the amalgamated Association for the quality of the publication and subscribed some of the workers from his local mill in closing McErdle wrote may it live long and prosper or, may it live long and prosper so um, you know it's very interesting that yes, his his ancestor would say that, and then years later he would have that same connection. Yes, uh, with that, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day; they were talking about. Um, they have as one of the kids that came to the program. You know, my my work partner, her name is Jessica. I'm John. My son's Jacob, and we we're talking with the kid. She's like, "Oh, wow, that's interesting." Um, so and so's my sister is Jessica. Her, my brother-in-law is John, and my boyfriend is Jacob. I'm like, that's you know, kind of crazy how these that is confluences work. You know, life is amazing. We we see we get these connections that you know we have, and it helps remind us that we're part of a bigger universe out there, and that we're all part of the same community. You know, I mean, I feel like this is a very Star Trek thing, not just for. The phrasing, but just for the fact that we have those deeper connections than we realize sometimes. Um, or maybe I'm running really into things, Triple D. What do you think? Am I reading really into it? No, far?
1: no, I don't, I don't think so, man. It's just because something like that to basically have her have the names of like you, your son, and everybody like that. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. John and Jacob. It's kind of a common name, or just, but still, to, to like, I mean, that's crazy. And for, Quinto, my grandfather would say live long and prosper which is something that not a lot of people say mm-hmm. you know i mean it's and i don't think people were saying that back in the 1890s anyways i mean yeah. that wasn't something that was said no so and and and, and to me you know to me you know i do read into that stuff i i believe in that stuff the cosmic stuff how it's just crazy how He sets you on a path. And when you look back and you see it's like, man, he had me on this. He had me going on this path the entire time. Zachary Quinto was on that path to become Spock. Back from when his great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather was saying that in 1891 to now. Mm -hmm. It's just absolutely crazy to see that correlation. So... I mean, I don't know. I mean, some 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 people might be like, you know, you guys are just totally crazy, and it's just coincidence. And but once again, a wise Greek man said, "There's no such sort of thing as coincidences." So there you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think you know personally, I agree, and, and yeah, it's hard not to look at that. So our last story of the day, um, three weeks of three weeks from now, this is as of yesterday, Creation Entertainment's big annual Las Vegas Star Trek convention. Uh, the 56 year mission is going to be happening Oof, um, that's big yeah i mean it's it's been in Vegas for 56 years man and that's a uh,
1: long time man yeah
0: so the day kicks off august 20th which is the day lower decks happen. um it's at a new venue this year Bally's hotel and casino on the Las Vegas strip um as of right now it looks like all saturday passes are sold out the single wow. day pass all the um and so Sold out of gold, cactus chair, and copper packages. And Creation just announced that they have sold out of general admission weekend packages. As of now, there's just single day passes for Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, which are seventy dollars. Wow. Saturday, Saturday was ninety because that was the bigger day, and yeah. Saturday's all sold out. And of course, there's That's... plenty of uh, celebrity photo ops still and things like that. But Triple D, this is this is and there's hundred and thirty trek celebrities. Scheduled to be there. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. They're going to have, uh, let's see, there'll be a variety of events at the convention. Uh tribute to Ricardo Montalban, a stand-up special with Tig Nicar- to, uh, Nagaro, a yoga class with Mary Chifo, so you can have yoga <laughs> with the head of the Klingon Empire. Um, yes. Uh, there'll also be anniversary screens of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and Star Trek Nemesis. Um... And you know, there's just gonna be so many things. If you have a chance to make one of these conventions, it's it's expensive. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you, and you're staying in Vegas, which isn't cheap, and yeah. is, is it right now is expensive, but
1: you're it, it's it's at least five or six grand to do a convention like that. Yeah. And that's but, hotel, flight, the passes to get in, then a little bit of spending money to spend there. I mean yeah, I mean it's really it's out of fucking hand.
0: But for, it's you know, I mean, it's fifty six years, and it is the convention of convention. It is the OG. Yeah. It is the. It's it been is. in Vegas for fifty six years, man. I mean, you that's gotta. Crazy. That's the one to go to. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Triple D, is this on? Is, is this on your bucket list to go to the next, next
1: year? List? Probably next year. Next year. I mean you will go to it next year.
0: All right. All right. <laughs> that's cool. I'm not. I'm not mad at that at all. I love. Yeah. You know, I love because, to go because... Just, just to see everything and.
1: You know, hopefully, 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 by then I'll be out of Penthe, and I'll get some reparations stuff. So. <laughs> uh,
0: oh god, that'd be nice, you know. Yeah, it would
1: be nice. We'd just gotta just go and be like, okay, let's let's have some fun.
0: Yeah. So that's our last news story for the day. So uh, Triple D, I guess it's now time to call in our black alert.
1: It is time to call in the black alert for the main event. Our main topic, which is a topic that I picked out for for, for a change, because usually John, you pick out the main topic. Yeah. So the main topic for today's show, there. Oh, no, uh, let's, let's,
0: let's let James blow the. Oh yes. Yeah. We got to blow the black alert. So let's do that now. Okay, now sir. Now that the. I'm sorry. So so,
1: so so throughout Star Trek's history, throughout the original series, throughout Next Gen, Enterprise, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Discovery, strange whatever. Throughout the entire Star Trek, there's always been great guest stars. So my my thing is this: why don't we list our top five guest stars? So, and from any you know, show,
0: um, from any show. Okay, all right, all right. That's that's a lot. Um, I mean, I've been I've been, I've been I've been thinking about this, but um, you know. And here's my question, all right? So I, I I just want to be clear on this one. So, okay, Jungle. like, does James Doohan count on The Next Generation? Ah, uh, you like, know. Any, like, like, honestly, characters that come from another show that are still Star Trek, Star Trek related, does that count?
1: I'll let it count this time.
0: You <laughs> let it count. Thank you. I let it count of. this time. All right. Thank, I mean,
1: thank you, sir. Thank if, you. If
0: not, I mean, I have other people I could put on. Like, nah, no, it's okay. We can.
1: it. we got two honorable mentions. I got a couple honorable mentions anyway. So,
0: okay. I'll do that. I'll I'll say like like Leonard Nimoy and James Doohan. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, they were big guest stars on on, on Next Gen.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, Denise Crosby coming back. You know, I, I would yeah. put that on there. Um, uh, so those would be my. I guess you know, uh, you know ones that I would I would put on there as like oh, okay we're good yeah um, so uh, and then I'll even do uh, oh man I never remember his name but the guy who played Cisco's dad who was the admiral in the movies Brock the Peters first, Brock Peters thank you I want to put him on there too because he he was well known he played a couple of different parts um, yes he did. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him as honorable mention as well. So, do we want to go five? I'm going to do my five, your five. Do you want to do all five, and then I'll do all my five?
1: Um, we can do five. I'll do my five, and then you do your five.
0: Okay. All right. So, you brought up the topic, so I'll let you do your five. So, all
1: right. I will, I will go first. First, on my top five, believe it or not, is from it is from Next Generation. It is really? uh, Chris McDowell, who played Lieutenant Richard uh, Castillo. From uh, yesterday's Enterprise,
0: yeah. It,
1: to me, like that, that that entire um, the entire episode of Next Gen Yesterday's Enterprise to me is considered one of the best episodes of of Next Gen ever. Mm-hmm. And his portrayal as a Starfleet officer was just absolutely incredible. So, and it goes to show like his range of acting where he can play a serious role like. You know, liking Star Trek, but then play somebody like Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore and just there be iconic go. for that role. So, yes,
0: yeah, that that's a great one. I was gonna say, you might want to tell people where they're at, you know, as far as you know, where you might see them from. But I think, um, great example of someone who and, does one thing yeah. and does something completely different.
1: And actually, the crazy part is Richard Castillo, I mean, like, uh, sorry, uh, uh, McDonald actually he gets a lot of people. That that tell him, hey, you know, I remember you from yesterday's Enterprise, mm-hmm. not just from Happy Gilmore. So he's really well known for that. I mean, because yeah, that show. I mean, it was just because it was crazy. It was the introduction of the Enterprise C, a female captain in, in Rachel Garrett. It it broke a lot of barriers, you know, showing you know that. So right,
0: yeah, I agree with you on that one. I for my number five, I'm gonna go with. Uh, this is gonna be a little fun. Uh, there's going to be two of them because one's kind of more silly, but um, uh, I'm going to go Stephen Hawking. Uh, okay. Because that was just funny to see him there. He yeah, was, that was
1: crazy. Yeah, that was real Stephen Hawking there.
0: It was the real Stephen Hawking. He he, he plays as a simulation with a uh, a fake uh, teaching data poker and, yeah. <laughs> and stuff, but it was the real Stephen Hawking. He loved it. It was just a quick cameo. I really wouldn't call it a guest star, but I did want to bring that one up. But the other one I did want to bring up was Ashley Judd. You know, uh oh, you know, yeah. young actor played Robin Leffler. She was actually in a couple of episodes. Um, you know, so uh, you know, Where the Heart Is and Double Jeopardy. So she she actually guest starred on two episodes, and of course we know she had a great career after that. So yeah, she was. um, you know, I, I think based off the fact that Star Trek got her young and they got her for two episodes, I think is a really good you know, uh, yes. You know, the thing that they were able to get done uh, in there. So, personally, that's um, that's my personal number five right there. So,
1: okay, I like it. Yeah. So my number four is if it ever hold on for a second because my phone is just everything. Every, every everything in my life is acting up today, John. That's okay. So my number four is <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna laugh, but okay. it, he he was he was a guest star from the original series. Okay, he first guest starred. Well, it was actually a second time guest, but it is Mark Leonard when he played Sarah, Serik as father, is Spock's father in Journey to Babel. Okay, so so Mark Leonard when he so I mean just. Absolutely incredible when he came in and he portrayed Seric, he portrayed a Vulcan. I mean, really, I think he fucking nailed it. Right. And during the Babel to me is like one of the best original series episodes. Because you had the introduction of Spock's father. You've seen that some of you know the, the civil war going in between Spock to his human side and his Vulcan side. And we actually met his mother and his his father. Hmm. And his father would go on to play, you know, in in the Star Trek movies and was just great in all the Star Trek movies. And Mark Leonard was great with whatever he did on Star Trek.
0: So, yeah, yeah, that that was a great one. Um, I'm going to go for my number four. My number four is actually going to be a TOS uh, guest star. uh, OK, I know you're surprised at because. No, no, I, I
1: am. I am not surprised at all.
0: And so I'm gonna be interested to see if this one is on your list. Um, I'm gonna go Joan Collins. Um, you know, I don't for, I
1: I've totally forgot about Joan Collins. Oh I my do. god, Alexis, Yes.
0: Kennedy, you know, Dynasty, but she appeared as Edith Collins' as, um City on the Edge of Forever, City on the so, Edge of Forever, yeah. You know, Joan Collins was huge, especially in the sixties to hey. be on Star Trek, and especially that episode, which is such a great episode. Yeah, um, you know, really there there was some good stuff there. So I've got to have got to go her for my number four. You know, I like I, that. I like you, that. You're getting a, a big name character on the show like that, I think it's great. I think, I no, think it's a great
1: No, that was absolutely fantastic. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: What a pick, John. Wow. Great pick. Uh mm-hmm. so my number three, it's it's gonna surprise you. Okay. But it's uh Jennifer Hartwreck. And she played Vash. Vash. I'm sorry the next generation. So, yeah. I-, I mean, just I mean, she really was an iconic guest star. Whether she guest starred in Next Gen or when she guest starred on Space 9 her episodes were always just fun and just really, really enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. And then plus, too, the chemistry between her and Patrick Stewart, you could see it. You know, you could definitely see that chemistry between them. And it was awesome. And also, too, she was not bad looking either. So,
0: <laughs> no, no I, I agree. That's it. That's a great pick, man. That's that's a, a good one. Um, my number three, I'm gonna go back to my my other podcasting roots. I'm gonna go The Rock uh, for the Voyager episode. I mean, oh, know, yeah, The Rock, yeah. You know, I mean, it was early in his career starting a, a, and doing that, but I think, um, I think it was you know enjoyable and they used him well. You know, and uh, I liked it, so uh, my number three is is The Rock. So um, that's,
1: that's I mean, I'm going with it. I mean, I mean he, he's the fucking Rock. I mean, come on, I, and and for and for Star Trek and for Voyager to get somebody, I that was just that 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 entire episode was incredible where he kicked Seven of Nine's ass. I mean, that's yeah, hilarious. yeah, no, so, it really yeah. I mean, really. I mean, you look at really in all honesty and TV, that, that's kind of like. It that was, was a kind of taboo, yeah, yeah. It was a start, but also too in the context of it too, it was kind of taboo to have like you know like men beating up women, you know, like that. Right. You know, it was kind of crazy to see that. You know, so it's, it's you know like fighting style, like fighting like in a ring and stuff,
0: you know. Right. Yeah, so. Exactly.
1: So my so we're on number two, right? Yeah, or, you're,
0: yeah, number two.
1: Number two, it's gonna surprise you. My number two, but man every time he guest starred on this show, I absolutely loved it. Jeffrey Combs, General Shran from Enterprise.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, that's uh, I, yes. I,
1: I mean, I mean, what can you say about Jeffrey Combs? Yeah. You, I, I could say Wayoon. I could say Braun from the FCC. I could say the, the, the computer from fucking, I mean, the Lower Dex Lower Decks, I mean, it, what a great actor, but to me, like why I love him best was a general Shran, because he was just that crazy Andorian general that was actually loved Archer and got Archer's trust and Archer trusted him. Mm-hmm. And how whenever you had Shran and the Andorians and in, in
0: Enterprise, it was always a great episode because it really was.
1: Because Jeffrey Combs just he just he just brings so much to the table.
0: So yeah, yeah. Um, all right, my number two. This is gonna be a fun one. Uh, it comes from Deep Space Nine, and I think you're gonna like this one. Uh, I'm gonna go Iggy Pop as the Vorta from Yes Mag- that's great. Like it was so like you it. could see it was Iggy Pop, but it wasn't Iggy pop, and yeah, he played that so stoically and and like like a vorta should be. And, and yeah, it was great. I mean, I oh my god, I yeah. loved it, I thought it was great, and you know. Again, this is another huge name you're having on your show.
1: Exactly,
0: a significant role in the episode. I mean, yeah, that that's a big deal to have. That a, is on your show,
1: absolutely huge. You know, and on and, top of it, yeah.
0: Oh, I'm I mean, saying, it, and on top of it, he was just a fun guy, and he did a great job with it. You know, yeah,
1: no, even like when he to play but like the deadpan humor that he did. Amazing. I mean absolutely amazing too. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna put him down, but I'm like, I don't want to take that away from John because John would probably pick Iggy Pop. So no. I don't, no. I, no. I wanted to give you that one, brother. So thank you. So that. now it's time for my number one, which it's not gonna surprise you. Okay. But um it is William uh, Winham. He played Commodore Matthew Decker in the Doomsday Machine.
0: Uh, okay, there
1: you go. I I mean, one the of the most iconic lines of the original series. Jim, they say there's no hell, Jim. But I've seen it! I've seen it, Jim! I mean, just it, how he came through as, like, this tortured man who lost all his crew and uh, nailed it. And yeah. to me, like, whenever I want to go back and watch an episode of the original series, I always watch the, the Doomsday Machine. And just yeah. the way that he, I mean, just unbelievable and he was a great actor in the 60s as well appeared on a lot of other tv shows like he wasn't he was in hawaii 0 a couple times did a great job in hawaii 50 and just a great actor and uh but his portrayal as matt decker was just unbelievable and also too that also led the roots to captain steven decker and the motion picture so
0: right yeah um you know my number one i've I've got to go with your number two. I've got to go Jeffrey Combs. Okay. I mean, there's nobody, I think, more synonymous with, yes. you know, guest stars and characters and people who did things. I mean, in Deep Space Nine, it was hard to call him a guest star. But the fact that he played two different characters on the same show, you know, I mean, that just shows his range right there. Yeah. And then to have him carry on into, you know – uh, voyager and the next generation, you know in enterprise and all this kind of stuff he just carried on so well and was you could tell was respected by so many people to have him on as oh we need a new character okay let's just get jeffrey to see if he can do it you know yeah. i mean that was incredible to be able to pull that off and to be able to go okay all right that i i see where you're going here and to have that kind of range to where we can go, and I mean that's the thing—you could tell there was something about him that looked familiar, but he did such a great job. That yeah, I didn't. You didn't. You didn't catch that. So exactly. Um, yeah. That's that's my that's that's my number one pick. But okay, here's the fun thing I wanted to add. So there have been some surprising guest stars on Star Trek. Would you like to hear some yeah. of those?
1: All right, I uh, I loved hearing some of the surprising guest stars. I also have two honorable mentions as well.
0: Okay. Oh, let me give, get your honorable mentions. Sorry. Okay. Me
1: do that first. No, it's okay, John. So my two honorable mentions, I've got two. One is uh, Frank Gorshin. Okay. Who who played uh, ballet on the original series? Now, this episode of the original series we played ballet was the one where there was two guys fighting, because one was. White on one side and black on the other, and black on the other, and white on the other side.
0: That's actually one of the ones that was on this list.
1: Yes, yes. And Frank Gorshin, also too, if you watched the 60s, you played the Ritter in Batman, did mm-hmm. a phenomenal job as Riller in Batman. And then I, I, I wanted to include him, but I I, I was going to include him in the, in the top five. But I'm like, you know, really, in all honesty, he really should be considered a, a star of Star Trek john delancey who played q yeah so but i mean he, yeah but i mean but he was in so many he was so synonymous though with with next generation that people really didn't look at him like a guest They looked at him as like part of like the 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 ethos of next gen yeah it was part of the show because he just 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 the way that he came the way that delancey played that part and how synonymous and how you know everything was so and then Obviously, in Picard season two, he was the main focus in Picard of season two. So,
0: Yes. Yeah. you know, and I mean, so um, those are those are good ones too. It's there's been so many; it's hard to say. Oh my god, yeah, you know, like honestly, I kind of forgot about John DeLance because I didn't. Again, I didn't think of him as a guest star. I think of yeah, exactly like, one, or, one or two yeah. episode is more what I was thinking. But then, but technically, you could be a guest star and and be on multiple episodes. So yeah, you know. But uh, all right, so here's one. Ted Knight, you might know him as the judge from Caddyshack. Yes. Or, or yes. Ted Baxter Mary Moore, but he was uh, Carter Winston, a famous Federation philanthropist who was lost for five years before the crew of Enterprises covered him. Yes. And this was on the animated series. Yes, yes. So, I remember that. You know, that is uh, one. Uh, Terio Quinn is another. He was the, he played John Locke on Lost, but he was Riker's superior officer on the Pegasus episode, the one where okay. they had facing. Yes. And, but they got locked, you know, the face into the rock, you know, whatever. And so they had that. Um, so that's another one. Um, your next one is going to be Gabrielle Union. You know, she, Yes. 10 thing I Hate About You and Bring It On. She played Nagrin, who was a Klingon officer um, that teased Worf's son Alexander in Deep Space Nine episode Sons and Daughters. So mm-hmm. that was uh, her. Uh, Lori Petty from Tank Girl. She was uh, in Voyager episode... Um, she falls for Tuvok in the Voyager episode Gravity. Um, okay, and then we talked about Stephen Hawking, uh, Sarah Silverman, um, and she played uh, Rayan Robinson, the 20th century astronomer looking for yes. extraterrestrials in the Voyager yes. episode features in one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey Grammer, which we talked about before, yeah, um, as Captain Morgan Batesman. See, I um, totally
1: forgot to- about Kelsey Grammer. I mean, one of one of my favorite actors of all time.
0: But he he just pops up for the last second. We don't see him. I know. For, my God. I hand. wish he would have done
1: more with him.
0: I know, right? But that's just how it was. But uh, here's another one. Um, Terry Gar, who received an Academy Award for Tootsie, uh, close accounts with third, uh, third Kind and Young Frankenstein. But she was Roberta Lincoln in the original series episode, Assignment Earth. So,
1: yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Rober- yes. That was, Assignment Earth is a great, great episode. And- yeah. If you read the Year Five series comics, Assignment Earth is a is a is really is really what launched I really what launched Year Five. I mean, oh. really with the whole Gary Seven and very Lincoln right. story.
0: Yeah. So uh, the next one, uh, Faminique Jansen, we talked about earlier. Three years before She was on the top on Goldeneye. She appeared as uh, Kamala, the daughter of the ambassador. Destined for an arranged marriage on Next Generation episode, the perfect mate, but that Picard kind of, you know, kind of hooked up with, and then yeah, she faked I mean it for everything yeah. else, so. I mean how
1: beautiful, I mean how beautiful was, she? oh my god, oh
0: man, yeah, she still <sighs> is, she still yes, yeah, oh
1: yeah, she she still gets it, man. she
0: still, oh yeah, I mean you know, um, and then uh, Brian Bonsall. So Alexander Roschenko is in a guest appearance per se. As Worf's son, he appears in 10 episodes across two different series. But you know, in seven of those episodes, the child actor underneath the makeup is Brian Bonsall, a.k.a. Andy Keaton from Family Ties. So oh, wow. Okay. Young Andy Keaton is, is who played Worf's son, Alexander. Uh, another one, Jason Alexander from um, Seinfeld. Yes. Um, he always wanted to be in Star Trek, and he got his chance in the Voyager episode Think Tank. Where he plays yes. Kuros, the spokesman for a group of alien scholars. Mm-hmm. So he was a huge Star Trek fan, and finally got enough to where he did he got to be able to do that. Yeah, um, you know, it's a good one. Kirsten Dunst. Uh, before she kissed an upside down Spider-Man, Kirsten Dunst appeared as Hidrol, a telepathic girl with no concept of spoken language, and you can find her in the Next Generation episode Dark Page. So mm-hmm. um, that was that. And, I mean, she looks young. She looks like a child. Um, I think
1: yeah she was pretty young and
0: yeah one most people don't know um uh Mick Fleetwood Yes. he, wa- he was yeah uh, I know
1: exactly which one that uh, he he played one of the fish people
0: yeah the Intendian dignitary in the episode Man, yeah he was one of the fish people that's right most people don't know that he was one of those those characters uh, and he loved every minute of it he said uh, mm-hmm. even though nobody knew him uh Gary Lockwood played Frank Poole. In the groundbreaking Kubrick film 2001 A Space Odyssey, but before that, he appeared as Lieutenant Commander Gary Mitchell in the Star Trek pilot where no man has gone before. So, yeah.
1: Whoa, um, what? oh, he was Gary Mitchell? Yeah. No shit. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So, holy Gary Larker was shit. Gary Mitchell. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: So, you know holy that.
1: cow. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. So,
1: see, see, you see, that, that's like, OG, OG series, and I don't even know that. You know I me. Mean? I, I I love I that shit.
0: I know you do, and so I, so I was like, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to get them on this one. And, you, got uh, got yeah, you. you got me. I got you. There you got me. One, man. Another one that we got is uh, Terry Hatcher. She was working in television for a decade before she became a hostile yep. name in Lois and Clark. One of her roles was B.G. Robinson, a Star Trek lieutenant, a Next Generation episode of the Outrageous Okona, and she yes. was transport like Person, so yeah, um, there's that one there. Uh, Ted Cassidy, um, you might know him better as Lurch from the Adams family, yes, but for Star Trek, the original series. He played the intimidating rook in the episode, yes, what our little girl's made of. So, yeah. um, same character, and both, and he ended up looking the same. They put him in the makeup that made him almost look the same. He did, yeah, he you looked know? like Lurch. Mm-hmm. It's
1: like, man, it's like, what's Lurch doing in Star Trek?
0: Poor brother, doing you know, the why is Lurch in Star Trek? Yeah. Uh, Ken Jenkins, he's best known for portraying Bob Kelso in Scrubs, but he also had an audition. Uh, he had no audition down the portrayal after Doctor Paul Stubbs The Next Generation's episode Evolution. So, oh yeah, you know he was in that episode. So, um, and Tom Morello, world class guitarist for Rage Against the Machine, is also a Star Trek fan. He appeared as a crewman Mitchell in the Voyager episode Good Shepherd. So, hey, they have Tom Morello, um, yeah. Rage Against the Machine star there. Uh, BB Newworth, you might know her as the, um, uh, as Lilith from, uh, Fraser and Cheers. Cheers. Um, but she appeared in the next generation episode, first contact as nurse Linnell. So, um,
1: have you, have you seen the meme where it shows like everybody from Cheers is like in star Trek and it goes, cheers is really just a holodeck program. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. That's very funny. It made me laugh. I, I think you said I one, to me. That's why I know I do. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do say you. Yeah. So another one: King Abdullah II, Abdullah, the, Abdullah II bin Al Hussein, is the king of Jordan and also a total truckie. He cameoed as an uncredited extra in a Voyager episode investigations. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, you got freaking royalty to uncredited extra. I w-
1: in- I will say this: Robin Curry is also guest starred in an episode of Next Generation as well. She did. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who her character was, but I think she was in next gen, yeah.
0: Right. I mean, I so
1: yeah, so they brought back Robin Curtis back for like an episode for, yeah, I think for it was that an episode, right? Yeah, yeah, it was an episode, yeah.
0: So Jonathan Banks is another one. He played Mike on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, but one of his early roles was Golan Sheila, the leader of the Ennis on Deep Space Nine episode mm-hmm. Battle Lines. So uh, that was him. Um, uh, this is one that's interesting. Dean Stockwell started along yep. with Scott Bakula for five years and then made a guest uh, role on Enterprise. Um, you could see him as the Tandaran Colonel Grat in the episode Detained. So, yeah, that was
1: that was to me because I loved Quantum Leap and seeing Stockwell and Bakula back again, like acting, I was like, oh my god, this is chills, goosebumps, you know?
0: Yes. Um, so, uh, we, uh, Peter Weller, who's also known as Robocop, he has appeared mm-hmm. in a number of Star Trek properties and most may remember him for his two episode arc Demons and Terra Prime on Enterprise, where he played John Frederick Paxton. Yeah, that was Terra Prime.
1: yeah, that was big time for Enterprise to get someone like yeah. Peter Weller on
0: there. Yeah, uh, so, um, let's see, uh, Rika Sharma, she appeared for three years as Tori Foster in the created Claim series Battlestar Galactica and she crossed over. And the Star Trek universe playing uh, Ellen Landry in the three in three episodes for Star Trek Discovery. So, and I remember when I like saw Discovery, I was like, "Oh, that's that's uh what's that's that's Foster from Battlestar Galactica." Wow. So um, that was that was very interesting one for me as a start as a sci fi fan to see somebody cross over like that. Um, Michael McKean, uh, he is the hilarious actor known uh, as Lynn Leca- uh Lenny Koznitsky from Laverne and Shirley. Um mm-hmm. David, or as David Saint Hubbins the lead vocals for Spinal Tap. Um and so, but he also played the clown in Voyager's episode The Fall. So
1: Really? He played the Clown. Yeah, that was Man. Him. That was a that was a freaky oh. he wow. That's like stuff with nightmares. Yeah. He yeah. nailed that role. He that role was perfectly nailed though.
0: Yes. So uh, next, next one is Mark A. Shepard. He was known for playing Crowley, the King of Hell and Supernatural, and the lawyer, Romo Lampkin, in Battlestar Galactica. But he played earlier on um, Voyager, an episode as Child's Play, um, who he played uh, Lacoon. And then his father, W. Morgan Shepard, also made guest appearances on the show. So wow. he, he's got his dad on. Um, nice. Yeah.
1: So, Gets his dad a gig, man.
0: Yeah. So, the, guys, dad a booking. Another one is Kevin Peter Hall a newer thing or two about sitting in the makeup chair for hours after his phenomenal physical performance as the titular predator. So it was no problem for him to appear as the Caldonian Layor in the Next Generation episode "The Price" because he looks like the top half is his predator, is a predator oh, yeah. with yeah, the, the yeah. thing there, and then he had the things over his head. It's yeah. very funny. I'm like, okay, so the guy who played predator. Plays a human face, but then a predator top. You know what a rip! What a rip!
1: Good rip! Good, good rip! Everyone. Good
0: uh, rib. Joe Piscopo made an appearance on Star Trek. Um, he played in the Next Generation episode, "The Outrageous Okanos," as a stand-up comedian. Uh, yes, when Data was trying to learn, uh, uh, yeah, humor. Matt Fuhrer, who played Max Headroom, he was on the Next Generation episode as uh, Burlington Ram- Rasmussen in the episode "A Matter of Time,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and then. Daniel Day Kim, he was uh, Jin So Kwan in Lost, and he also was on Five O as well. Chen Chen Ho Kelly, yeah, uh, he plays. Uh, he made several appearances as Gona Reitz, and then Corporal D Chang in Voyager and Enterprise, respectively. So um, he he appeared on two different episodes. Yeah, um, Vanessa Williams is known for a successful singing and acting career, and shows like Ugly Betty, and Desperate Housewives. Um, she puts her moral fiber and diplomacy skills on good use as Arandas, the chief facilitator of the Tim, Tim Tibidi Lagoon on D Space Nine's episodes. Um, let he without sin on Risa. So um, speaking of Risa, I'm coming back from there. Um, yep. I did. I did not see Vanessa Williams at, when I on my Ryza. It's too bad. Um, too um This is one that I forgot about too. Whoopi Goldberg is technically um, a, a guest star. Yeah, yeah, she is. On that. And of course, we know uh, on 10 Forward, she makes appearances. Yeah,
1: but the, but the thing about her is, like, you really, I don't see her as a guest star. Like, like John Delancey, I don't see yeah. them as guest stars. I see them as part of the as a
0: show. Yeah, and they you played know? important parts of those shows. Yes. Um, and multiple times, not just a one off. And then you don't yeah. see them again. Unlike this character, Ed Bagley Jr., uh, who has won six Academy Awards uh, from St. Elsewhere's, he plays Henry Starling in the two episode Futures in Voyager Art. Um, who you know steals the tech from Voyager and oh the time ship?
1: Yeah. By the yeah. way, do you know do you know who another great guest star in Star Trek is? Who's
0: that?
1: Kurtwood Smith.
0: Oh yeah, I think he's on this list. Well, he should remember. be on that list. Yeah, yeah, because because uh...
1: he, because he's he's about to stick his foot up someone's ass. Okay, in Star Trek. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Another one, Rain Wilson as Harry Mudd in Discovery. Yeah. You know, yep. um, great casting for the earlier mud. Uh, yes, them, that
1: was that. Green. was a great casting as Harry Mud. Really, it really yes. was.
0: Um, uh, here's another one. Three-time Los Angeles Lakers champion um, is, and has the extinction of, of appearing as the tallest Klingon on screen, James Worthy. James and Worthy, yeah. He played yeah. in Gambit Part 2. Until we get Lance Archer on the show. Until we get Lance, Lance fucking
1: Lance, Archer on there, hey, then he'll be the tallest.
0: make Lance a Klingon. Lance a Klingon. We want Lance to be a Klingon, then Lance can be the tallest person. I, I don't know. I don't remember how tall James Worthy was, but
1: James were a pretty tall dude.
0: Yeah, but James, but Lance would be a way better Klingon.
1: Yeah, uh, he would be. You
0: know, Ronnie Cox. Um, you know, he was most known for Deliverance, Beverly Hills Cops one and two, RoboCop, Total Recall. But he appeared as Edward Jellicoe in Next Generation's Chain of Command. One, of yes, the, probably one of the most hated captains in any well, episode. He's,
1: ever. but he did his job. Yes. He was a great captain, okay? I'm sorry. Will Riker was a little bitch, okay, in there, okay? boo Oh boo hoo. Oh, oh my guy, okay, you know, now we have to now we have to act. Now we have to like now we have to act like a military now because this shit yeah, okay. Jellico fucking was a great captain, okay? So to everyone that hates Jellicoe out there, guess what? Suck it, because Jellicoe was a great captain. He's the one that saved Picard's ass, okay?
0: <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I did not expect that one to get you riled up, but that that was a good one. Another one, William Marshall, before becoming black yellow, William Marshall appeared as the computer genius Dr. Richard Daystrom, who the yes. Daystrom would be named after, and the original series episode, The Ultimate Computer.
1: That was a great episode, too.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, did you know that the King of the Hills voice, Bobby Hill, was voiced by a woman, uh, Pamela Adlon? Was uh, from California, Kitchens and Better Things. She was also the I, voice of, of Bobby Hill. And, I did not know that. And she could see her as Oja in the Oja the Mantecan in the Next Generation, Who Watches the Watchers? So, which is that episode where they had they found those like Romulan slash Klingon, uh, Vulcan Vulcan? Oh yeah, you know
1: the Picard.
0: Then, yeah, and and Troy had to go in and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh another one I enjoyed, this is one of my favorites, John Reese Davies. Um, you know, of course Gimli the Elf and uh, from Lord of the Rings, but you can see him as Leonardo da Vinci and Voyager episodes yep. concerning flight and scorpion. Um, those are good ones. Another wrestler, big uh Paul Show, big uh, big show of big. Paul Wright. Um Paul he, made, he was he was on there on Enterprise. As an Orion uh, slave trader in Borderlands, yeah,
1: yeah, he was. Yeah, they, sh-
0: they showed him grabbing to Paul just by the waist and just picking her up and going, "Eh, I guess no big deal." Um, you know, yeah, here she is, and she's just yeah. like, "Just put me the f down." Yeah, just put me down. Um, so uh, it, it's a good one. Um, if you watch Parks and Rec, Jim O'Hare, he was on there. He played Jerry. Um, he was on Voyager uh, episode Critical Care. Um, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, that's, that's an interesting one. Uh, Jane Wyatt is most cherished for playing Margaret Anderson from Father's Knows Best, but Star Trek fans know her as Amanda Grayson from the original series, yeah. To Babel, so um, there's that one as well. So that's the last which, one. Which, which,
1: which, which, which my mother watched that, and uh, she watched the actress Amanda Grayson, and she goes, "I knew that was her. She had so much gravitas and so much polish, and just as an actress, you know, she's just class, right." Like her, Nichelle Nichols. You know, I mean, the class actresses. You know, I mean, just, mm-hmm. just absolute class.
0: Yeah. Well, that I think that that covers our main point for today. We we did our top five. Oh wait, in. hold on, wait
1: a minute. Hold on, wait a minute. I got one more. She, yeah, well, I got one more. She ended up being a regular on a Star Trek, but before she became a regular on Star Trek, she was a guest star on the original series. Do you, do you do you know who I'm talking about?
0: Uh, female.
1: No, no. A no. certain doctor who they wanted her to be like McCoy. Oh, Dr. Diana Mulder, Mulder yes. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: right. She
1: played the um she was in two episodes. She was she was she played the, the the blind the blind woman for she was looking over the Medusan um ambassador and then she was in another original series episode where she Oh God, we're was like.
0: She, was she like a nurse or something?
1: I think yeah, I think she was like a nurse, and, but then they went down where they had like this like intelligence. They just wanted to use their bodies to get back and right. But I will say this though, back in the day, Diana Muldar absolutely beautiful. Okay. Oh my God, gorgeous, mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. And her in that Star Trek uniform, if you know, God bless Gene Roddenberry. That that's that's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm.
0: And then yes. next generation happened, season two and that was I liked her
1: i, I listen I like dr pulaska i I, I, didn't. I didn't I liked her
0: but you know again as we've talked about before the tension between the, the her and the rest of the cast was evident on screen it just it made for just a, a tenseness that was there that yeah. never it
1: was it was it was too bad because uh, there a lot of the reason for the tension this is because Diane older she's a classically trained actress mm-hmm. you know. She doesn't want to be there for 15 hours. She knows her lines. She wants them in and out, and that's it. Right. You know, she's sort of, sort of like, like people say that Gene Hackman is hard to work with because Gene doesn't want to fuck around on the set. He just wants to get it done and wants to get it done and over with. That's the kind of actress that's, that she is, you know I mean? so Because, yeah, because you don't want to be right. on it for 18 fucking hours doing what? Right. Forgetting your lines. Oh, she just Not wanted to get out. in. Yeah, she wanted to get in and she wanted to get out, which... I don't blame, her. So. but
0: and then you're also replacing a cast member who had brought up some stuff, and then was yeah, or that, and so there's there's that aspect. As
1: well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but here's the, but the cast should never taken out on her though. I mean, it wasn't no. her
0: fault. No, but I mean, coming in, you knowing that you probably should ingratiate yourself a little bit better. You know, yeah, but you know, it's here nor there. Um, but and of course,
1: she was she, she was like, listen, I'm Diana fucking Mulder, She's doubting me,
0: and everybody's like, who? Yeah. You know, what? Yeah. So, but, you know, I met Gene, I knew Gene Roddenberry, and you, sir, know Gene Roddenberry, um, <laughs> who was there at the time, because Gene Roddenberry, who wrote in the 60s, was not the same when who wrote, you know, in no. the there. Which was yeah, funny. no, it was, yeah, it,
1: it was just when he wrote the, I mean, it, basically, he wrote the motion picture, and don't get me wrong, I love the motion picture, but, man, it is nothing like the original series mm-hmm. stuff that he helped write yeah. And I tell you, the truth, a lot of those original series, DC Fontana and the the writers, I mean, Mike, was just unbelievable. And, yeah. you know, you just got to give it up to them. So, yeah.
0: All right. When, with that said, it's time to go to our closing segment of the day. It's time for the Trek Wreck. So, let's insert that right here. All right, I think it's my turn this week because I. It I is listened, your turn. Yes, I listened uh, yesterday or today. I listened to today to last to yesterday's episode that dropped that we recorded <laughs> over <laughs> a week ago. Uh, yeah, uh, you did last week, so it's my turn this week. Yeah, did so
1: you did you get a chance to check out Triangle Studios?
0: I did. It's it's a really I really enjoy. It. That's uh, good. That's been, good. I'm glad I've been absorbing all of his stuff because you know, I'm nice and so do that. And so, I'm going to be a ship mark here and tell people go to Amazon and go find your Eagle Moss collectibles exactly. You want find, yes, um, personally, I'm telling you right now, find the things that you really want and go get them right now before prices start getting jacked up or they disappear. One of the two, those are your mm-hmm. things. Your best bets are the XLs, they're going to cost you a little bit more, but they're going to have you're going to be worth it. If you can't get the XLs and you get the smaller ones, you're still going to be happy with those. They're going to be great. But go get the Eagle Moss Star Trek ships that you want right now. Your favorites, because uh, unless we know something further, they're going to be gone after a while. And finding yeah. them is going to be super hard, and they're going to be a lot more expensive um, in that aspect. So go to Amazon, hit up that Eagle Moss, Find just type in Eagle Moss Star Trek, Star Trek and It'll pull up a whole bunch of ships, and you'll just go page, yeah. page, page. And if you want to go XL, you get the XL will be there, and you type in Star Trek, you know, Eaglemoss Star Trek XL, and they'll show you a whole bunch of XLs and different things. I mean, you got you got to do it now before it gets to be out of control. Exactly.
1: You know, John, John, I got to take a GPP break. I'll be right back.
0: Okay, GPP break. <laughs> Good luck. But yeah, that is my recommendation. So when you do. Go to Amazon, type that up, find out what it is you're looking for, find that thing, and just pay it now. You might pay a little, it might be a lot now, but save it because later down the road it might be worth something. Um, I'm going to probably do that with the Enterprise E. I'm probably going to do that with a Defiant for sure. Um, uh, and then from there I'll figure everything else out. Um, but that is my Trek Rec for the week this week. Um, for those of you who are listening to the show and you want to be more involved, um, I know we had a few people on here live. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, but if you want to contact the show, you want to be a part of the show, you want to encourage and show main points, you can email us at theacademy at yahoo.com. Oh, sorry, at theacademyhmg at yahoo.com. Or you can message us on Twitter at theacademyhmg or on Facebook you type in the at symbol, type in Academy HMG, and it'll pull it up for you. And then all those places, you can leave posts, you can tweet at us, you can message us on all those things, slide into those DMs, as the kids say, and you can do those things with us, and you can let us know what you want to talk about, you can tell us things you enjoy about the show, things you don't enjoy about the show, we might listen, we might not. Um, but if you have a main point you want to talk about, you can tell us about that main point. All those things you can do by contacting us at those th- at those links below, between the email, the Twitter, and the Facebook. Those are all the places you can go on that aspect. If you want to talk to me, you can reach me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at JReezyMen. If you wanna, if you wanna hit me up on Facebook, it's John Inright. And if you can find me, and I maybe will accept your friend request. We'll see. I don't know. I just went heel on you for that. Who knows?
1: Yeah, Bye. baby. Heal John. Heal I john. want to heal John all the time.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but we'll see, you know, um, You know. don't be creepy or weird. And I'll maybe accept your friend request. Um, so um, that's how you can hit me up. But if you want help for mental health, um, we talk about this every week. We're going to continue to talk about it. If you need help finding out how to handle mental health or start your journey, you can always yep. email me, john at freedomhousepc.org. I'd love to help you figure out what direction you need to go. To start your journey for mental health, that is an important thing, guys. We don't talk about a lot. I'm assuming most of our show are guys who listen. I know there are some ladies. Shout out to you, ladies! But guys, shout I'm out, sure. shout out,
1: shout out to the ladies of the academy.
0: Yes, and by the way, remember I'm single, and so is so is that guy. So is that guy Triple D over there. We some yep. single dudes. So hello. Yeah. Um, so, but if you need help with your mental health, figuring out what it is, how to begin email me john at freedomhousebc.org and we'll help you figure out that thing. Um, Mental health is important. Uh, I did a a thing today on teaching teachers how to uh, handle bullying in their schools. And I mean, some of the things teachers talk about, it's just they're under stress because they have so much to deal with. They have to teach kids for the test down here and uh, the standardized test, and they have to look out for all these different things. And now we're adding something else. And I said, look, we understand, but here's some smaller ways don't look at it as this big thing, but a smaller thing that you can do to help yeah. foster an environment of community and maybe stop bullying before it even gets to where you're having to deal with them on a bigger level. And so um, those are the kind of things we do. And then, of course, we gave them some small things to do if you're struggling with some stuff, how to handle that kind of you know mental health aspect of it. So, um, you know, we're glad to help anybody. If you need help, let me know and we'll, we'll gladly do that for you. So, um, all right. So I've given them everything to do. On how to follow wow. Texas, the show. Where to do me. So, Triple D, what about you? Where they can where can they find well, you on the internet?
1: Well, let's so see. You can find me on the internet. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Dimitri Zerdos. Uh, I will probably accept your Twitter following. I'll probably follow you back on Twitter. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. My girl, my you know, one of my favorite girls, Kayla Sparks, she, you know start following me on Twitter, I'm like, well, if Kayla Sparks is on Twitter, then it must not be that bad of a place, because Kayla Sparks is an absolute sweetheart of a person. So, Kayla Sparks, our immortal wrestling heavyweight, our immortal women's wrestling champion, which, she's going to be defending that championship live in Rome, Canyon Arena, August 13th. Be there or be square against Davian, mm. who is a very well-known uh, Northeastern uh, female wrestler. So, but yeah, so you can find me on that uh, Dippin' Donuts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. You know my business. You know, hey, we got the best donuts ever, run by Bidhamin. I mean, what one more, can you say? Uh, and uh, really, I think that's about it for like for, like me, John. And I might accept your I might accept your Facebook friend request. I might <laughs> I might not because I'm a fucking heel and I love being a heel. So yeah,
0: you are. That's why I was like, what. Like what? No way! He like yeah. he's gonna like this is the thing he's trying to babyface you on Twitter and then you're gonna do it and he's gonna say like, no and he's gonna deny you. I'm just because, gonna shut you down on Facebook because he's a true was, young. he's gonna suck you a in tribute. and make you think that y'all are friends and then deny. Exactly,
1: exactly. D9. I'm gonna stab you right in the back. And like ah, gonna get you. <laughs>
0: oh my god!
1: Oh my, oh my god! god. No, actually, 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 no, I'm, I'm, I'm really not like that. I really am a nice guy in real life.
0: He, he is. I can confirm. Um, when the cameras aren't on, he's a nice guy.
1: Yeah, when when the cameras aren't <laughs> on. Once the cameras are on, that's uh, the the facade. Just. It takes over, you know.
0: Yeah, don't don't trust what you see on the internet, y'all. Uh,
1: all, yeah, exactly.
0: It's all things. So I think we've given them, what, well, this is two hours of a show? Oof,
1: two hours, yeah. We we waited about 20 minutes of fuckery in the beginning. but
0: <laughs> Well, you know, we got it figured out. If we got figure it figured out. First time being live on Facebook. Yeah, you know? yeah, well,
1: I mean, listen, first time being live, listen, you're going to have some growing things. But listen, the Academy, me, Big John Enright, baby. Live. Look for us next week. Maybe be live on Facebook again next week. Maybe, maybe, YouTube. Maybe, maybe YouTube. Because guess what? We got to bring the academy. Academy is moving on up, baby. Mm-hmm. But, but for me and for John, we'll see all you great, great Star Trek fans. Because we all know that Star Trek has the best fan base. Because we are the least toxic fan base in all sci-fi. Thank, first you Peg. First yeah. Day, yeah. Thank you, Simon Pag. Thank you, Simon Pag. Who is a great sci-fi actor Yes. So to everyone out there In Facebook land Live long and prosper My friends And we'll see you next week here At the